Hello, my friends. Today, I do something very painful. I take you through a 37-minute interview that Donald Trump had with Leslie Stahl of 60 Minutes. It's a version that he released before they did because it's just such a brutal trench warfare quarrel. It's a heckle fight. It's a quarrel. It's not an interview that I think he wanted to show the world what it was really like before 60 Minutes editors deceive and misdirect in their final version. It's sort of incredible, although it does feel repetitive. I hope you get some value out of it. Let me invite you to become a subscriber to Rebel News Plus, though. Uh, that's how you get the video version of this podcast, which I think is helpful in this case. Um, you can do that just by going to rebelnews.com and clicking subscribe. All right, without further ado, let me uh, invite you to listen to a brutal, brutal interview. Tonight, Donald Trump is interviewed by 60 Minutes, but it goes so brutally, he releases the unedited video before they can. It's October 22nd, and this is The Ezra Levant Show. Why should others go to jail Why? when you're a biggest carbon oh, consumer I know? There's 8,500 customers here, and you won't give them an answer. The only thing I have to say to the government about why I publish is because it's my bloody right to do so. Tonight is another debate between Donald Trump and Joe Biden. The moderator isn't moderate. She's an Obama activist, pictured here. Her family are huge Democrat donors. She purged her Twitter feed to make her past comments disappear. So yeah, it's another setup, just like they always are. By the way, Sheila Gunn-Reed and I will be doing a live commentary show tonight around the debate, so feel free to join us on YouTube to watch uh, for our watch party. Uh, right after this video. But I want to show you another very interesting video that was released today by Donald Trump himself, which is odd because it's an interview with Trump on the CBC flagship show 60 Minutes with Leslie Stahl, a liberal interviewer. Liberal interviewer, that's redundant, isn't it? But Trump always engages with leftist journalists. He doesn't hide from CNN's Jim Acosta. Compare that to Joe Biden, who doesn't engage with any journalists. Not that he has to. They're fine with him taking literally five days off from talking to journalists in the campaign. That's why Biden announced at the beginning of this week, just no questions all week. Obviously, he's worried about questions, about revelations that his son took huge payments from places like China and Ukraine and Russia. I mean, seriously, when the wife of the former mayor of Moscow wires $3.5 million to Hunter Biden, when his dad was vice president. Oh, and then the U.S. stayed pretty quiet when Russia invaded the country of Georgia shortly thereafter, and when Hunter Biden has no real marketable skills other than being Joe Biden's son, and when leaked emails show that Hunter was sharing half of his money with his dad, Joe Biden, yeah, there's one or two questions out there. Not that the media asked them. I mean, look at this clip, uh, one of the last Joe Biden did before he disappeared for five days. Mr. Biden, <laughs> Mr. Biden, what flavor did you get? We got one vanilla, one chocolate, but I wanted to get a what we call black and white, but we're gonna move it and we're gonna split it. And one more Whoa, tough questions, guys. Anyway, so Trump went on 60 Minutes, liberal show, 
but he's up for it. But Leslie Stahl of 60 Minutes interrupted him literally every 15 seconds. I started watching it, and Trump would start talking, and then she'd interrupt him. I doubt he got five full sentences out in the entire 37-minute raw interview. I went back and watched it a second time with that in mind, and it was just insane. She wasn't an interviewer. She was a heckler. She, she was heckling him. She wasn't asking real questions, let alone listening. It was so weird, so weird that Trump had to, well, he made the decision, I think very wisely, to release his unedited version of the interview first, knowing full well that 60 Minutes would edit it and cut and paste it deceptively. Of course they would. That's their stock in trade. So I watched it, and I'd like to share a bunch of clips with you. Uh, there's a lot. There's almost 20. So I'll just give you a few thoughts between each of them. But really, they speak for themselves. I want to take up so much time that we're going to defer today's guest interview to tomorrow. I want to show you this. It's quite something. The interview starts off weird. Instead of just asking tough questions, which is fine, Stahl wants to talk to Trump about the fact that she wants to ask tough questions. So it's about her, I guess. How about just ask your questions? I thought it was a weird way to start, but I think it shows what this was really about. It wasn't really about interviewing Donald Trump. It was about a journalist having her moment in the sun, going toe-to-toe -to -toe with Trump. Not about learning about what the president's thinking or reporting on the facts of the campaign, but about sparring with them. And it goes downhill from there. Here, let's watch some clips. We've so many. I'm going to defer uh, today's interview till uh, tomorrow. Here, take a look. Are you ready for some tough questions? You're going to be fair. Are you I'm going to be fair. Just be fair. But last time, I remember you saying to me, bring it on. Bring it on. No, I'm not looking for that. I'm looking for fairness. That's you're going to get fairness. But you're okay with some tough questions. No, I'm not. You're not okay with tough questions. Well, to be fair, you, you don't ask Biden tough questions. Me? Huh? I don't need it's to. Terrible. I don't it's terrible. I don't You know that. Okay, are you ready? So they haven't even started yet. She's saying, I'm going to be tough with you. I'm going to be tough with you. He just says, just be fair. You've never been tough with Biden. Can you just, can a world, anyone in the world disagree with that? Here, take a look at the next one. Let me ask you what you think your, uh, the biggest domestic priority is for you right now. Uh, well, ultimately, let, let me, and I'll tell you, it was happening. We created the greatest economy in the history of our country. And the other side you was know coming that, you in. You know that's not true. It is totally true. No. Best unemployment numbers, best employment numbers, 160 million people working, highest stock market price. You wouldn't say that to Biden, what you just said to me. If he had it, if he had it, you would never say that to Biden. We had the best stock market price ever, and we're getting close to that price again. We had the best. Everything was the best. Our companies were doing better than they've ever done before. You cannot even think about talking about that. Well, I don't, I'm not going to fact check you. Know? Well, you don't have to fact check me. You're not going to fact check him. You, you just did fact check him. He was 10 seconds into an answer about the U.S. economy being strong until the pandemic tanked it, which it was. And you said, you know that's not true. Are, are, is this a debate? The fact check wasn't even accurate. It was just to stumble and heckle. Here, take a look at this. Now, this is very weird how this ends. This is the only foreign affairs question in the whole interview. And then what's with the interruption? Take a look. And who is our biggest foreign adversary? 
I would say China, they're an adversary, they're a competitor, they're a foe in many ways, but they're an adversary. Uh, I think what happened was disgraceful, should never have happened, should, they should never have allowed this plague to get out of China and go throughout the world, 188 countries, should never have happened. So there. So Leslie, one second, please. Um, What's wrong? The, the, the flag is wobbling, I think, because it's under, perhaps behind you. His hair's coming down a little bit. So he was interrupted. It was bizarre. I don't even understand the interruption. Who interrupts the president? Who does that? And the question is never followed up on him for the, the next 33 minutes. Not a word about foreign affairs of any sort. Um, let's go to the next question here. And again, it's just so incredible to me. How would a question asker reporter do it versus a heckler? And you tell me, is Leslie Stahl asking questions, looking for answers, or is she just looking to heckle and bark? Take a look. At this stage, four years ago, you were behind in the polls, she ran out, and you pulled it out. But this time, you have kind of a double migraine. You have unemployment claims going up. You have COVID cases going up. I mean, it's like the gods have suddenly decided decided to conspire against you. I don't think so at all. No, I think well, we've done a great numbers, job with COVID. Yeah, and we've hired, numbers are going up excuse me, 11.4 million people. Why? Because the last report was a little bit, just a little bit off. And this no, is without... Sir, excuse me. Cases are up in about 40 okay, states. Okay, you know why cases are up also? Because we do more testing. If we didn't do testing, cases would be way down. Yeah, why are you saying they're not up? You know, Pete, you're saying things that people I don't know what I'm saying to you, Leslie, is the following. We do more testing than any country in the world by far. Second is India with 1.5 billion people. We do more testing. If we did half the testing, we'd have half the cases. If we did no testing, like many countries, we would have very few cases. Because we do so much testing, the fake news media loves to say cases are up. The fact is, we've done a very, very good job. We have done, that's right, because we're doing so much testing. You know, um, I, I think I w would have liked to have had some of the answers there, but it wasn't really about Trump, was it? She just, I think she spoke more there and interrupted him, him more than he could talk. And if you're debating him, if it's candidate versus candidate, is this an interview or a debate? But I want to show you the bad faith here. Look at this question. This is a serious question posed by a serious investigative journalist. Look at the question, and then I'm going to show you the joke she's talking about. Take a look at this. You said the other day to suburban, can you please lie to me, please? Oh, I didn't say that. You know, that's so misleading the way I say jokingly, suburban women, you should love me because I'm giving you security, and I got rid of the worst regulation. See, the way you said that, yeah. is why people think of you and everyone else as fake news. I said kiddingly, suburban women, you should love me. I got rid of a regulation that would bring low-income housing into suburbia that is destroying, that would destroy suburbia. And I said that in a joking way. The way you have it, it's like, oh, like I'm begging. I, I'm kidding. Play it. And I'm kidding. That is such a misleading question, Leslie. But you're behind the suburban women. In the poll. I doubt it. I doubt it. So she's asking him about a joke as if it's serious. 
Let me show you the original comment. You tell me. Take a look. I ask you to do me a favor. Suburban women, will you please like me? Remember? Please. Please. I saved your damn neighborhood, okay? The other thing, I don't have that much time to be that nice. You know, I can do it, but I got to go quickly. We don't have time. They want me to be politically correct. Oh, yes, let's discuss it. Let's talk about it over the next 10 years. No, no, no. Now, we saved your, you, we saved suburbia in the U.S. Um, President Trump, why did you ask them to, it was a joke. Can you not see he's got a sense of humor and, and how on point he is to call her out? That would be deceptively edited. That's why Trump releases. Look at this next one. Same thing. I mean, what is Trump's relationship with Dr. Fauci? Uh, I think it's a complex relationship that's had its ups and downs. I would have liked to have heard Trump's answers but he never really had a chance. Take a look. Because um, he called Dr. Fauci and other health officials idiots. And Dr. I'm wondering, Fauci, I'm where did I go? Where did I go? I'm wondering if you. Where did I go? You called him idiots. I wonder if he's you been think, wrong a lot. I like him, but he's been I, wrong. I wonder if you think that masks don't work. Well, that Dr. Fauci originally said, you know, it's a very well, complex subject. Do you say? Do you say well, let me, let me just tell you, you mentioned that Dr. Fauci said, don't wear masks. Then he said, well, I, what do you I say that I, I feel masks possibly work. I would have liked to, so many interruptions, but she said you called Fauci an idiot. He said, where did I say that? And she dropped it. I, I couldn't find it. I looked on, I couldn't find it. Maybe he did. I mean, it wouldn't be shocking to me to have Trump call someone an idiot. I mean, look at Fauci wearing his mask beneath his face here at the baseball game. I'm not sure if Fauci believes in masks either. But she just threw that bombshell at him. Um, he didn't take it, and she moved on as if she didn't do it. Is that really the question you have? You've got the president of the United States for half an hour. That's an eternity in terms of the amount of time he has. And this is your, how come you called that guy who used to work for you a few months ago? I heard you called him an idiot. Uh, no, I don't think I did. Okay, fine. Well, let me move on. This is the top journalistic uh, enterprise in America, 60 Minutes. How embarrassing. And nitpicking the size of his rallies? What do you do? You've got the president. And this is what you're asking him? Take a look. Yesterday, we were in Arizona, record-setting rallies, numbers of people like nobody's seen before. Many, many masks. I watch. What? You used to have bigger rounds. No, these are much bigger than I ever had. I don't want to figure out that. You know, you're so negative. You're so negative. These are the biggest rallies we've ever had. You just come in here with that negative attitude. These are the biggest rallies we've ever had. We are having numbers like we've never had. Tell me about the There is more, excuse me. No, but you made a statement. There's more enthusiasm right now for us than we ever had before. Ever. And you will see that in a short period of time. This is what you've got. You're talking to the president about the size of his rallies. He pushes back and you shift to Matt. What, what are you doing? And he's so right. When you look at it and say, well, what is she doing? Is she asking real questions to enlighten, to shed light on the president's thinking, to sharpen the differences between Trump and Biden? Or is she just needling him and heckling him, not even well-researched, as soon as he objects to something, she drops it. I, I, I want to play for you two minutes of Trump and Leslie Stahl 
and you tell, is this journalism? And I'm not saying tough journalism or aggressive journalism. I like that. But isn't this heckling and haggling and quarreling? And isn't Leslie Stahl making this about her instead of her viewers? Just take two minutes and tell me, do you actually learn anything here? Well, what about the masks? A lot of people are wearing masks. I mean, I looked yesterday, a lot of people will, and it's outdoor. They want it outdoor, and we're doing it outdoor. But I can't believe after what happened in the Rose Garden here, after the announcement, with all the people getting sick, yeah. that you are not being more strongly encouraging about wearing masks. I, I tell people to wear but masks. You don't. Leslie, we hand out thousands of masks. But you look out and you're not wearing them. And you don't say, please put on masks. Well, have you been looking yesterday? Take a look at, uh, take a look yesterday in Arizona. Everybody behind me. But I'm looking at other places. I'm looking at Wisconsin, which is a hot spot right, right now. Right, A lot of people have masks. A lot of people And it was outside. And you don't get up there and say, look, you know, come on. What's your next question, Leslie? We're outside. The rallies are bigger than they've ever been. There's more enthusiasm than we've ever had. There has never been anything like what you're witnessing now. And you'll see that soon. Okay, but I'm asking about masks, not about the size of the rallies. I'm asking why you commented say, on the size of the rallies. You I'm said asking, they're not as big as they used to be, and I'm telling you they're much bigger. Okay, but I'm asking you now about the masks. Why aren't you getting up there and saying, I had it, I don't want you to get it, so please put your mask on. We hand out masks to everybody that comes to the rally. We tell them to wear the masks. And you don't, and they love you. Oh, I don't know, Leslie. If I tell they them wear them. Saying, I have no problem. No they problem. Love you. They would Next pay question, go ahead. Go ahead. Anything you said. Okay. Uh, I hope you're right. Go ahead. You saw in that jokey, please like me video, all the, all the women behind him were wearing MAGA, Make America Great Again, masks. But seriously, I mean, Trump just brokered peace between Israel and a half a dozen little small Arab countries in the Gulf. You don't have time for a question on that. You, no follow-up on the China question. Nothing about foreign affairs, nothing about trade, nothing about the energy industry. Just nothing of substance. We're now more than halfway through the interview, and it's been one long quarrel. Oh, and by the way, here's a picture of Leslie Stahl here. She wasn't wearing a mask. Just unbelievable. But Trump, I think at this point, Trump sort of decided he was fed up and he wanted to turn the tables. And take a look at him talking to her about the news of the day, Hunter Biden and Joe Biden, their ties to China, Ukraine, and Russia. And look at her get defensive, in defense of her man, Joe Biden. This is remarkable. I think this is the highlight of the whole interview, which tells you it will not be part of the official version 60 Minutes puts on TV. Take a look. You're really trying to, I wish you, I wish you would interview Joe Biden like you interview me. It would be so good. You know what? You the, like this, the, I thought. I thought you I don't mind, I don't mind. But when I watch him walk out of a store, he's in the midst of a scandal. His family is corrupt. Okay, he's corrupt. He's a corrupt politician. And he's walking with the ice cream. And the question the media asks him, what kind of ice cream, what flavor ice cream do you have? And he's in the midst of a scandal. He's not. And he's taking, of course he is. No. Come on. 
Come on. Of course she is. You, you know, see that? So you're like, you're like, you're like big tech. You're protecting him. And everyone is, except for you're, 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 you're taking something that was invested Leslie, in the fire. Let, let me ask, let me ask you. think it's okay for the mayor of Moscow's wife to give him millions and millions of dollars, three and a half million dollars, to give his family three and a half? Do you think it's okay for Hunter Biden to say, to say that we're giving we're giving the big guy ten percent of this massive amount of money they're taking? In? Do you think it's okay? for all of these horrible things that you've seen where they're getting hundreds of thousands and millions of dollars, where China gives them a billion and a half dollars to manage the family, a billion and a half dollars, and then he's supposed to negotiate. Let me tell you, it's the biggest, second biggest scandal. So, the biggest scandal was when they spied on my campaign. They spied on my campaign. There's no evidence of that. Of course there is. No. It's all over the place. No. So she's defending the Bidens, not asking them questions, stopping him from asking questions. Just incredible. I think he decided to go on offense. Here's the next clip. Uh, take a look at this one. I, we're, we're about two-thirds of the way through it. Take a look. They spied on my campaign. They spied on my campaign. There's no evidence of that. Of course there is. No. It's all over the place. Leslie, Sir, they spied on my campaign and they got yeah, called. Can I say something? You know, this is 60 Minutes. And we can't put on things we can't verify. You won't put it on because it's bad for Biden. We can't Look, put let me on say, things we can't verify. Leslie, they spied on my campaign. It's been totally verified. No. It's been, just go down and get the papers. They spied on my campaign. They got caught. No. And then they went much further than that. And they got caught. And you will see that, Leslie. And you know that. But you just don't want to no. put it on. The As a matter of fact, I don't know that. Okay. And you're out So there. why don't you get back to your interview and let's go. I thought that was great by Trump to, to turn the tables. But why is she defending the Biden? No, no, no. How about you say, that's a question for the Bidens, let's get back. Why was she so naturally in the role of defending the Bidens? I find that very curious. Now, this next thing is very interesting. All politicians poke and prod and insult the others. And, and Joe Biden is almost on Trump's level when he does so. He's not as funny or clever as Trump, but he calls people names. He calls them fat. He calls them a pony-faced something. He's just got all these strange insults. Um, he pokes people. He challenges them to push-up contests, which I guess is sort of funny. He really um, shouts at reporters, insults reporters, uh, almost as much as Trump. And he certainly engages in racist language. I've never seen Trump engage in racist language, but Joe Biden always has. Uh, listen, all, every politician pokes and prods. It's the nature of it. But only with Trump is that a central focus in an election interview. You're not interested in policy, world affairs, domestic affairs, but you want to talk to Trump about the fact that he's mean tweeting. It's 2020. Trump's been on Twitter for many years, and this is what you do with him when you have him on the eve of an election? I'm deeply embarrassed for Leslie Stahl. Take a look at this. As a matter of fact, I don't know that. Okay. And you're out So there. why don't you get back to your interview and let's go. Uh, let me look. All right. Um, so you said in the briefing, nobody likes me. I can only, it can only be my personality. I said that jokingly. That is sarcastic. 
Nobody likes me. It must be my personality. I said all the time. Nobody likes me. It must be my personality. I said all the time, Leslie. Do you think that your tweets and your name calling are turning people off? No, I think I wouldn't be here if I didn't have social media because the media is uh, corrupt. In my opinion, the media is corrupt. I think that's true. If you didn't have social media, you would only get a stream of lies against him. Um, I want to skip ahead to the next one. Uh, take a look at this one here. told me a long time ago when I asked why you keep saying fake in yeah. the media. Yeah. You said to me, I say that because I need to dis- uh, discredit you so that when you say negative things about me, no one will believe I don't have to discredit you. And that's what you've you told discredited me. yourself. You told me that. Leslie, you've discredited yourself. When you say that you're not going to cover Biden, you're going to ask him what flavor ice cream he has, okay? That's not Instead of why did Hunter get three and a half million dollars from Moscow? Instead of why is an energy company paying your son $183,000 a month or whatever they're paying him? And he has no experience in energy. You know, you discredit yourself. I don't have to discredit you. So, so this story about Hunter and his laptop, some repair shop found it. The source is uh, Steve Bannon and Rudy Giuliani. I don't know anything about that. I just know it's a laptop and and they haven't. And you're making this one of the hottest, most important issues in your rallies. I I don't know about the two gentlemen you mentioned. This is the most important issue in the country. It's a very important issue to find out whether or not a man's corrupt who's running for president, who's accepted money from China and from Ukraine and from Russia. All these yeah, I think that's have an important issue. It's incredible the way you can try and say this and sit there and look me in the eye and say it. He accepted money, his family, from Russia, from Ukraine, from China, and from other places. His brother, who didn't have experience, became a big builder in Iraq without experience. Take a look at what's going on, Leslie. And then you say how that shouldn't be discussed. I'm saying it's the biggest scandal out there, Leslie. And you think it's the biggest issue to campaign on? I think it's this. I think it's one of the biggest scandals I've ever seen, and you don't cover it. Because you want to talk about well, because it can't be verified. You want to talk I'm about insignificant you. things. I'm telling you. Of course, it can be verified. Excuse we, me. We they found the laptop, Leslie. Leslie. Can't be verified. Why can't be verified? The laptop. Why do you say that? Because Even the family hasn't. The family on the laptop. He's gone into hiding for five days. He's gone into hiding. He's preparing for your debate. Oh, it's taken him five days to prepare. I doubt it. I doubt it. Okay. There's a lot in there. I thought that was actually Trump's strongest moment when he went on the hunt about the laptop, but. Look, you have Donald Trump saying the media discredits itself, and you have Leslie Stahl talking about herself in the media and how she hates it. Again, journalists like to talk about themselves instead of talk about the news. But it's true. Trump does call the media the fake news media. Um, Who's right? Is the media more discredited or is the politician? Well, listen, most politicians are not that popular. Trump's always polling around the 50% mark. But take a look at this headline from Gallup. Americans simply don't trust the media. I think Trump is right. And I think if any Americans or Canadians watch this exchange as we've been doing here, they'll see that you can't trust the media because they are not neutral. They're not referees or umpires. 
they're trying to play the game too. All right, we're almost done. Here's the next clip. So let's get back to the name talk, okay? And, and whether you think it's turning people off. No, I think, look, it is what it is. Where are we sitting now? Where, where are we sitting? In the Rosa Room. Of what? Of the White House. That's right. How did I get here? We're in the White House. What are you saying? Oh, but by name calling, you think that no, not the name calling, by you know, doing the right thing. And we've we have a great record. I mean, we got hit by a pandemic. It wasn't my fault, but was it? It was China's fault. But but Leslie, we're in the White House. The press is very biased, very very biased. And and I'm not talking You're about I'm talking about no. Yes. No, I'm not. You're discrediting yourself, Leslie. No, you are. Leslie, you're discrediting yourself. When you don't go after Biden, when Why with the corruption in the Biden family, Biden? when you don't, when you don't go after uh, what happened in the Russia witch hunt, which turned out to be a total phony with no collusion, no collusion whatsoever. When you don't do that, you discredit yourself. The press, you know, is highly discredited right now. You do know that, so you discredit yourself. You know, it's hard to remember that this is supposed to be a journalist interviewing a candidate because it feels more like two people quarreling. Because Leslie Stahl, in her mind, is an equal to the president. I'm sure she's equal to him morally and as a human. But when you're the interviewer asking questions of a candidate, you, what you have to say is not equally important. And you sparring with him and debating with him. Imagine if she had taken, I think it was 37 minutes she had with him, just to ask him as many questions as she could ask and get as much of him talking as she could. And then later on afterwards, she could pick it apart or say he was wrong there or wrong there. But imagine being so self-indulgent and vain that she wants to use this incredibly precious time with the busiest man in the world just to quarrel over nothing. Half the people love you. Half the people hate you. To interrupt him so incessantly, I find that really bizarre. If I ever had the opportunity to interview someone of such stature, even, and in fact, especially if they were on the other side, wouldn't I want to get maximum admissions from them to get them talking as much as possible? And then later on, I could give my own opinions at great leisure. Why is it so important that she gives her opinion to his face? Well, because she's the star and this is her way to prove that she's going to tackle the Trump. All right, we only have a couple more clips. Here's the next one. Half, half the country loves you, but the other half doesn't. And I'm wondering why you don't. They were starting to, Leslie. When the economy was prior to the, just prior to the, you know, to the plague, they were starting to really like, we were all starting to like each other. It was coming together. There was going to be a lot of I unification. I don't think okay. that we're coming I mean, I'm together. just telling you. I think we've had people were calling me. Unfortunately, people were calling me about coming together, and then we got hit by the plague, and now we're rebuilding it again, and it's going. Well. And are you, do you think that you do anything to unify the country? I do. I think I do unify the country. I think I will unify the country. It's called success when our country becomes again. What about the rabid partisanship in the country? I'm getting stressed just watching this again. I asked one of our team to go through the video and make a supercut, as we call it, of every single interruption of Leslie Stahl with Trump. And just the one second interruption, 
And it would probably still be a two-minute video, just interrupt, 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 and have a little counter at the top. Hopefully, we'll have that up later tonight. Um, you know, I'm, I'm just, the whole thing is so gross, and I can understand why at a half-hour mark here uh, in, in the full video, Trump's ready to get up. Uh, it's at this point that we realize that Vice President Mike Pence is right there watching the thing, and take a look at this little interjection. You go back home to mommy. I'm, 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 I've been listening to you, I don't know how long you've been here, and it's just attack, 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 attack. I don't think so. I mean, look, I, I, it's not attack. It is. It's defense. It's defense no, against I, attacks. No, you've been attacked. You've been attacked. It's defense against attacks. I don't think so. I mean, I don't view it that way. I'm defending myself, and I'm defending the institution of the presidency. Very important. Can, can you? Um, Hi, Mike. You having a good time, Mike? Watching. <laughs> you know, Mike, right? Our great vice president. I do. Do you think you'd ask questions like this? Of, uh, wow. You, uh, you I don't think so. Do you think you'd ask questions like this of Joe? I don't think so. Can you? Um, yeah, I think we know the answer to that one. All right, we're almost done. Uh, here's a clip. Um, I think this one is the the most evil of all of her questions. As you may know, there was a plot against the Democrat governor of Michigan that Trump has been sparring with a lot. She's extremely heavy-handed on the lockdowns in her, in her state. She's lost in court. It's a real battleground state. Trump won it for the first time in a generation, and boy, the Democrats won it back. Um, there was allegedly a plot to kidnap her, and of course this was hung around Trump's neck, but as you can see here, uh, the plotters were actually anti-Trump activists. They were leftists. They weren't Trumpers. And in fact, an FBI agent whipped them up into it, which adds another layer. Um, but look at how Leslie Saul describes it. She implies that Trump is the reason these anti-Trump activists threaten the governor. Take a look. Very powerful. And the people who love you, love you with passion, and if you go after somebody, you can go after her. And I think not after her. And, they, and there I are know. plots and threats and the I same thing after her. You did? I've helped her. It was you our Justice her. Department that's helping her. her. Oh, I do criticize her, yeah. Well, I think the way she locked down Michigan is a disgrace. The way she closed churches in Michigan is a disgrace. I, yeah, I think it's disgraceful what she's done. I do. Um, I think it is disgraceful what she's done, but I think the biggest disgrace there was Leslie Stahl. Um, look, we've gone through so many here, and, and I really don't want to tax you by watching uh, too much more of this. This has gone on for so long. But uh, I, I think that Trump's made, made the point a hundred times here. Leslie Stahl is not a journalist, at least in this setting. I'm not saying in other times and other places with other subjects and other people. She hasn't done good journalism, even great journalism, 60 Minutes, has a reputation because over the last generation they have done some great journalism. But I don't think anyone has done particularly great journalism about Donald Trump in the last four years. Every new week there's a bombshell that turns out to be full of hot air. And every time that journalists say, oh my God, he's going to be impeached over this. Okay, it wasn't that, it's over this, it's Russia, it's Ukraine. No, in fact, if anything, the Democrats are projecting what they do onto Trump. The New York Times, the Washington Post, CBS is 60 Minutes. They're nothing other than Democrats who have press cards. 
We only have a couple of clips left. Take a look at this one. But you know what? Well, look, with you, nothing I said would be any good less. That's not yeah. true. That's okay. But in the meantime, we're having a record comeback. Here's another one. This is a really quick one. She's, she's done this before. She says something, imputes it to him, hoping he'll accept the premise of the question. But he challenges and said, no, 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 that's not true. He catches her in another lie, and she moves on from it. She's done this about 10 times in the interview. Take a look. So you, you don't want to lock up Governor Whitmer, but you want when to lock her up. When did I say lock her up? I never Wait a minute. When did I say lock her up? When did I say lock up the governor? I didn't say lock up the governor. All right, but you Why would I lock her up? No, why did you say you don't want to lock up the governor? Of course I don't want to lock her up. Why would I lock her up? Because you were in front of a rally of people saying it, encouraging it. I never said it, Leslie. I never said lock so up the governor. So you don't want to lock up the governor. Leslie, it's such a vicious thing you just said. I never said lock up the governor of Michigan. I would never say that. Why would I say that? Because well, what about the Biden? She's doing lockdowns. You want to lock up the No, Biden? I don't want to lock them up, what but they certainly Obama? should be looked at. Obama? You want to lock up Obama? No, I don't want to lock them up, but he spied on my campaign. I feel like I'm watching an old couple quarrel. They've been quarreling for over half an hour. I haven't learned anything. We haven't shed any light on anything. We've just shown a reporter enjoying her FaceTime with the president, most of which is unusable on 60 Minutes without some creative editing. Here is the absolute last clip. And you can tell that Mike Pence was supposed to sit in the chair next. That's why Pence was there. He was standing off to the side. Trump is obviously fed up. He finishes the interview on his own time, gets up and leaves, but not before telling Leslie Stahl one last word. Take a look. You know, I, I didn't want to have this kind of thing. Of course you did. No, I didn't. Of course you did. No, I didn't. Well, then you brought up a lot of subjects that well, I said were I'm inappropriately brought up. They were inappropriately but, brought up right from the beginning. You know, your first question was, this is going to be tough questions. Well, it is. you set up the interview. Your first statement Mr. was. President, don't you think me, you no, should no, no. be accountable to the Your first statement to me, this is going to be tough questions. Well, I don't mind that. But when you set up the interview, you didn't say that. You said, oh, let's have a lovely interview. And, and here's what I do say. So why? You don't ask Joe Biden. I saw your interview with Joe, the interview with I Joe Biden. I never did a Joe It was Biden. a Joe, the interview, 60 Minutes. I see Joe Biden giving softball after softball. I've seen all of his interviews. He's never been asked a question that's hard. Okay, but forget him for No, but you you're start with me. You're president. Excuse me, Leslie, you started with me. Your first statement was, are you ready for tough questions? That's no way to talk. No way to talk. Leslie, one, one second. We're, we're, uh, this is the first warning I think we have. Five minutes until we have the vice president step in. Is that about right? Well, I think we have enough. It really, we have enough. Of yeah, I think we're ready for the vice president now. I think we have enough of an interview here. Okay, that's enough. Let's go. What do you think? I'm sorry. I said, you know, it, I watched it twice myself, and to go through it a third time with you, I wish I didn't actually. Uh, that wasn't an interview. It wasn't even a debate. It was a heckler. I've seen this in court sometimes. I've seen a lawyer literally jump up to object to anything a witness says. I've seen it in Parliament a lot. MPs heckling or rising on spurious points of order so often just to interrupt the train of thought of their opponents, interrupt their momentum, their speeches. That's what this was. 
Trump figured out pretty quick it was a setup, and he knew it would get a lot worse after the 60 Minutes editors there got through with it, so he released it, which was important. He obviously stands by everything he says. It, it, nothing there he hasn't said before. That's the shame of it. 60 Minutes viewers had more than half an hour with the President of the United States, 37 and a half minutes. But they literally learned nothing new from the time. Nothing. What a waste. But I don't think Trump wasted it. I suppose that's the one thing the world learned. How abusive, uh, unprofessional, and partisan America's leading investigative journalist. Uh, how, I think that's what we learned about today. We didn't learn anything new about Trump. We learned a little bit more about the media party. Yeah, that was the other debate that Trump had today. And I score it that Trump won it. Well, folks, that's the show for today. I, in retrospect, I regret showing you so much of that quarrel. I, I like showing you a Trump speech where he announces something new and interesting, a new policy in the Middle East, a new trade policy, opening up drilling in the Arctic or offshore in the Gulf of Mexico. There's so much interesting things to talk about that Trump is doing to, give 30 to analyze 37 minutes of a quarrel between Trump and some liberal journalist actually isn't that interesting. I apologize for that, but we'll be back tomorrow with a full show and a full guest. And I thank you for going through what Trump goes through all day, every day, constant trench warfare against every institution. Everyone is bad faith and everyone projects onto him their own sins. How ironic it is that all this talk of Russia collusion for three years which turned into nothing about Trump, well, it's Hunter Biden who cashed the $3.5 million check from the wife of the mayor of Moscow, who's taken 180 grand a month for work on a Ukrainian gas company. He doesn't know anything about gas. We finally have the foreign collusion, a billion plus dollars from China, and all of a sudden the press couldn't care less. It's just incredible. That's the show for today. Until tomorrow, on behalf of all of us here at Rebel World Headquarters, to you at home, good night and keep fighting for freedom. Are you ready for some tough questions? You're gonna be fair. Are you I'm gonna be fair. Just be fair. No, we are, we are on the other side. You know, coming you know that's not true. Okay. You know, we have to fact check. I mean, things were coming well, well, down I asked you what in the last short well, period. What's the priority? Big job. We have done, you that would bring low One of the I'm saving. Which will. then will happen, Obamacare. That's not well, good. Well, you know what? You we need the scandal. And he, they spied on my campaign. And they got caught. They got caught. No. I just don't want to no. put it on. But, but you know, okay, I'm licensed. You want to talk about well, because it? I'm not talking about it. You want to help yourself, Leslie. When the corruption becomes again, it's defense against the sea. Since Congress. It was our governor's run. We helped them. But what of us? Any good list? I never said lock up the government. Say that. 
you know, you know, he's been very nice. He's been very respectful. First statement was the interview. I never did it for my president now. I think we have enough of an interview here.